0: Welcome to Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street, where each week we take a light-hearted look into the stories and individuals that make up the wonderful world of hospitality. Today's guests are an Institute of Hospitality double act, new CEO Robert Richardson and present chair Kelly Wixson. Coming up on today's show... Robert makes his play to get invited back on the show.
1: As someone in the industry, and to be fair, you're quite the icon.
0: Phil reminds Robert what he's got in store. You know, there's a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. Sorry to remind you of that. And Kelly may have misunderstood the theme of the show.
2: I thought this was a back conversation. I thought we were going to keep it real here.
0: All that and so much more as we chat through Robert's appointment into the CEO role at the Institute and what we can all look forward to. There's more than a whiff of excitement in the air over Robert's appointment, and it's clear that he has great energy and passion for the job at hand. I, for one, am super excited to see what he gets up to and fully support him in the role. All the very best, Robert. Don't forget, we launch a brand new episode each week telling the amazing and always amusing stories from hospitality. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us a like and a share across your favourite social networks. Let's share these amazing stories as far as we can. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street. And it's special for all sorts of reasons. Today we've got not one, but two guests both of whom I'd fundamentally regard as friends of the show, having both been on in previous episodes to tell their stories. But they now find themselves working together in what amounts to something just a little bit exciting. Firstly, from show 44, we welcome back Kelly Rickson. Hi, Kelly.
2: Hey, (laughs) Phil.
0: Back then, you were chair of the Institute of Hospitality and, uh, well, you still are.
2: Well, I'm still there. I'm still there, thankfully. Clinging on. (laughs) I am. (laughs) but dear life.
0: (laughs) Well, welcome back in any case. And um, secondly, and I feel a little bit like Graham Norton welcoming Tom Cruise back on the show here, from show number four and, in fact, show 50, where we turned the tables and he interviewed me, I'm super duper delighted to welcome back the new CEO of the Institute of Hospitality, Robert Richardson.
1: Wow,
2: now that's an intro. That's that's one for the books there. Thank you very much. Tom uh, Cruise! You know oh, it's Stuart's yeah. Inquiry. Sorry.
0: <laughs> do you want me to start again? I, thought, I thought this
2: was a factual conversation. I thought we were going to keep it real here, I'm telling you. <laughs> we are! Um, you
0: know,
1: this is CPD. This isn't entertainment.
0: Yeah. Very good. Yes, keep it on point. Yeah, Very good. How are you, Robert, anyway?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
0: Great, yes. Or should I call you Tom from now on?
1: Tom. <laughs> well, to be fair, everyone keeps calling me Richard at the moment. So, uh,
0: point three. <laughs> Richard Robertson.
1: That's the one.
0: Yeah, very good. Uh, so qu- quick question for you both before we get into this. Have I got a world exclusive here?
2: Our first time talking together. Is that what you're looking for?
0: Well, that and the fact is, well, I know that Robert's a bit of a, a, a podcast tart anyway, but the um, it. it is this the um? Is this the first official interview post appointment? Uh
1: yes, it is. It is indeed. I think, yeah.
0: yeah. Excellent. All right, yes. I'll get it out tomorrow then. <laughs> <laughs> forget a couple of weeks' time. No, that's great. So,
1: where in the world are you both today?
2: Uh, I'm in sunny Liverpool,
1: and I'm in very sunny Canterbury.
0: Yeah, and it's what sunny in Stansted here as well. So uh, yeah, this has become a bit of a, a running theme now on all the intros to the podcast, we get into the weather. And I, I think that must be a British thing, but I, I'm trying to break the habit.
2: Well, there's a great book um, by an anthropologist who does, um, it's called Watching the English. You, I don't know if you've read it. It's a fantastic, really, really insightful book. And they say that literally talking about the weather is... We're generally quite nervous people in it, and it's a, it's a kind of nice, safe zone to talk about. But it's a really funny book if you want to read something kind mm. of
0: uh, observational. That sounds right up my street.
2: Honestly, it is. Why people sit in Wimbledon with their umbrellas while it's raining in the open air. It's all really mm. quite funny. It's
0: good. I saw a fantastic thing on uh, Twitter. Somebody posted a picture of I'm proud to be British. And it was with the pubs opening outdoor spaces in the last couple of weeks it was obviously pissing down uh, for yep. the vast majority of that because that's sod's law. But there was a, a load of people huddled together with individual brawlies over them, drinking pints. And you just think, yes, oh. that's, the, that's the sort of uh, support that we need right now.
2: There was, there was a photo of one in Liverpool. It was a ter- t- typical of Scousers, you know what I mean? Sense of humour rules everything. And there's two girls sat under the table, which I <laughs> thought was just genius. You know what <laughs> mean? The rain is pouring down and they're sat under the table drinking. So, girls after my own
1: heart, there. About six uh, weeks ago, as we recall this, Kelly and I actually went out for dinner one evening in London, and it's the first time I'd certainly been out since restrictions have been eased. And it was freezing. We were sort of sitting yeah. with overcoats and gloves, trying to eat this Italian meal in this very, very cold little alcove outside an Italian restaurant in Paddington.
2: It was amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> Just to get out.
0: Yeah. Nobody, uh, nobody told the weather, did it? That uh, that we're back opening for outdoor spaces. Nobody uh, factored telling the weather that we need you as well. Yeah,
1: okay, yeah. No, this it's... time, uh... sorry.
2: No, go on. He's going this... to talk about last year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this, yeah, yeah. This time last year, it was the middle of a heatwave, wasn't it? Yeah, was it this time? This, yeah. Time, yeah. When lockdown first happened, the first couple of months, it was uh, absolutely phenomenal weather. Yeah, my yeah. goodness. I think, anyway.
2: need, I think we need to have a word with it. whoever is making the decisions up there, because mm-hmm. uh, our industry needs some sunshine right now. We we need some help, and uh, yeah, we have seen the impact on it in the last few weeks. You know, the first couple, first week was great, and then uh, the second week was slightly less great, and the third week was slightly less great. And you know, the, the impact last week, the bank holiday Monday, especially across the whole sector, was just. It's heartbreaking when yeah. you see people doing everything they can, uh, yeah. and, uh, and and things are conspiring against us.
0: Yeah, and well, and well, now we're six days away. We've had the announcement finally that um, we're, we're recording this on the eleventh of May, so we're nearly there. Nearly there. I, well, I think I speak for the whole industry where I say I am bloody ready. <laughs> oh,
2: yes. So ready, so ready.
0: Yes. Anyway, right let's get on with this not that we've not been getting on with it but um nice to, to chew the fat and catch up and talk about the weather always of course so first of all I mean Kelly just a very quick question around obviously where you were when we chatted and where you are now because aside from the work that you do in the uh with the institute you have a whole life uh, in hospitality as well what have you what have you been up to since we we last spoke
2: um busier than I think ever I've ever been obviously my day job is helping people through change helping businesses through change and if there was ever a time to have somebody support you through organizational change it's been the last six months the last 18 months so I have been incredibly busy working with existing and some new clients as well just to help I, I, I tend not to hold lots of clients because I tend to work very closely with my client base but the the requirement for organizational restructure and and strategic focus and realignment of objectives and dealing with change and dealing with kind of adversity and all those sort of kind of emotional the emotional impact as well as the kind of strategic and, and, and practical operational impact has just meant that yeah, it's, it's been really busy time for me and, and and my associates in my business, but it's it's great because we've kind of done that flip from constricting uh, the business down and 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 making things smaller and tighter and, and and cost efficient to suddenly there's this kind of opportunity of reopening back up and excitement building and and you see hospitality really coming into its own at, at this stage. You know the enthusiasm. If you'd said to us 18 months ago, you're going to be closed for 18 months and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be really difficult and it's going to be a gradual opening. I think mm-hmm. not many businesses, not many sectors could come out of it with the attitude that hospitality does. You know, yeah. we're all like, OK, switch has been flicked. Now we are ready. Come on, bring it on. And it, it just goes to the resilience of people that work in this industry. Honestly, I'm, I'm so proud to be part of hospitality.
0: Yeah, do you know what? Every time you, you talk about this sort of thing, I feel like I need a trumpet fanfare or something like that. You're you're absolutely so passionate about this industry and it always comes across in, in every time you, you open your mouth.
2: Yeah, well, I, I, honestly, it's it's a love affair that's lasted a lifetime and I I speak because I've done it. I've worked all the jobs, you know what I mean? So you can kind of put yeah. things into context. Being a consultant now and working with businesses you know there's great consultants out there that have have you know learned their trade and come from an, a, either a purely academic or a you know a kind of theoretical principle uh, base and that's fab but i i, I think that the, when you get people with operational knowledge that go i understand that actually it's weather that's going to affect it and weather's yeah. going to affect mood and mood's going to affect performance and and you know it's it's Knowing the industry as I do and loving the industry as I do, I, I think it makes me a, a better practitioner. I'm certain of it.
0: Mm. Yeah. You, and you had to bring the weather back in, didn't you? Sorry.
2: Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has such an impact on us.
0: Yeah. Well, and and Robert, obviously nothing's nothing much has changed for you since we had our <laughs> chat um, <laughs> all the way back when you were the general manager at the Grand In Folkestone. Yeah, that was was that That was February of last year. Yeah, I know it's it's madness, and we met to do that as well. We we met to have that chat. We
1: did in an incredibly hot hotel room in um, where was it Holborn?
0: Uh, No, it was the the city. It was the Uh, Dorset city. Good memory. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: And there was a picture of a big ten pound note. You remember that? That was. uh, I remember that, and
1: we uh, we. We got uh, a very happy receptionist to take a lot of photos under that.
0: That's right, indeed. So, yeah, what's what's changed since then?
1: Not much. We've had a very, very quiet time. You? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we uh, we spoke last, which would have been December, um, when we recorded your 50th show with um, Catherine Price of the Caterer, yeah. um, I've been spending a lot of my time with The Cave, which was the hotel I was GM at at the time, looking yeah. at ways to reopen obviously back then there was still a lot of ambiguity and no real roadmap. we were building during lockdown a brand new restaurant um which we well they now have just started to promote and that was very exciting because that was a mm. real ground-up proposition in a very uncertain time so i think it took a lot of bravery on our part to actually make the decision to spend the money and to do this I um as we were rearing to go, looking to relaunch the golf side of the business, then the F&B side of the business, this role came up and I transitioned across. And I'm in my first few weeks at the moment. So it's been a, an absolute whirlwind is how I describe it to people.
0: Yeah. So, so how did that come about? Because... Um... I mean you and I have spoken frequently over the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Not something that I ever I suppose had on the horizon for you. But yeah, how
1: did how did it how did it come about? Well, I think at the point that um, we start the year, I've been involved with the IOH for about 10 years. And when I joined at the time, uh, I joined for a, a sense of belonging in the industry but also an opportunity to give back, which I received uh, certainly in spades. Now, 2 years ago, I was privileged enough to be invited, uh, much like Kelly, to join the supervisory board. And last year at the time that Kelly became chairperson, um, I became the vice chairperson or chairman, as Kelly likes to say. And I used that time um, whilst managing first the Grand and then the Cave to promote the opportunities that our industry has, always with a focus on people development. So I've always been quite, I think, in tune with the, the message of the IOH to develop people and to allow us to be the best we can be. Now, when Peter Ducker decided just after Christmas to stand down, uh, I did think about applying for the role because I found that almost by accident, coming away from the fundamentals of being a general manager and the day-to-day business of running a hotel, actually developing people and finding opportunities was something that was just so exciting and so rewarding that this seemed like a role uh, that I would really want to do. But very quickly, Um, I did something very British and decided that it wasn't the right role for me. I wouldn't get it. Uh, I wasn't the right fit for it. So I left the idea. Shortly after that, the role was advertised online and people started tagging me in it, which was incredibly flattering. And then people I didn't know started tagging me in it. And I got out of the blue one day a phone call from a member of our board who said to me, why on earth have you not applied for this role? And I talked it through with them and I thought, okay, there might be something in this. And I think it was not so much a fear of failure that held me back, but a fear that I wasn't the person. And so I found right. Kelly up and I think we batted the idea around for a good hour. And that basically involved me talking and Kelly listening. And it was left that the decision was mine to make. So I mulled it over and then, uh, just in a, a fit of energy, I blasted out this email to Kelly saying uh, I would very, very much like to express my interest in this role.
0: You mean I'm in?
1: I'm, I'm
2: in. Yes. in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. You, you you may have heard the cheer from like literally down the M6 when it came through. It's it's an interesting that kind of hearing Robert's perspective on on the on the process because it's you know Robert and I've worked together for about 18 months and, and and as my vice chair at the IOH he's been brilliant and he's been fan, you know really supportive and really focused and he's, he's a bit of a bloody nuisance to be honest because he makes sure <laughs> I'm really busy which is good do you know what I mean yeah you kind of I, I, it's not an easy ride because uh, you've got a vice chair that moves at the speed of light and you've got to try and keep up um mm. and you know when when peter made his decision and and we decided to go out he's right one of the board members came to me and and you know when you kind of don't see what's right in front of your face yeah a lot of the people i think have naturally assumed because robert and i work together so closely because we are really focused because we're really committed that in some way you know it was in the back of my mind i can honestly say it wasn't it was another board member when you 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 know you're looking for somebody who's you know, really dynamic and passionate about the business and passionate about the IOH and really passionate about hospitality. What about him in front of you? And I was a bit like, um, actually, and and my response was, we probably wouldn't consider it. I don't, you know, I think, you know, he's he's on a trajectory with his career and doing really well. So it's quite funny. So I think the two of us were kind of looking at each other, not saying anything, thinking actually, I really would love him to apply. And he's going, I really don't think she thinks I'm good enough for the job." And And uh, it took the great nation of hospitality professionals out there to convince him to come and and, and be brave enough to take that step. And um, I'll be eternally grateful because I'm I'm personally delighted. And I think the rest of the Supervisory Board join me. You know, it's a unanimous decision in uh, appointing Robert. Um, So we've got we've got the right person for the job and we're delighted he's he's in place.
0: Yeah, I I definitely can't argue with that. I mean, I, you know, the one thing Robert and I haven't known each other that long. Known of you for a lot longer than we've actually known each other. And but I, I think it
1: was the podcast we recorded last February it was the first time we met. I think, isn't
0: it? In, indeed, yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think the thing for me is is that the one thing I've always known about you is that you are you're prominent. You know, you're you're always there. You're always out there. You don't mind giving your opinion. Uh, your opinion is always well thought through um, you know you don't do things built around emotion you know you're you're a level headed guy do you need me to keep going these right, things I, I, you i'm sorry this. This, okay. this is <laughs> 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 um but you know i actually if you think about it and I, I i remember actually somebody tagging you on twitter somebody i can't remember who it was somebody that i i didn't know but they tagged you and so it obviously came up on my feed and i remember thinking at that moment oh that's a good idea um and um you know I, I suppose much like you Kelly hadn't really thought of Robert as a as a contender at that point but uh, but actually you know it just needs that little seed doesn't it to to be planted and and I mean, then uh, you know big things grow
1: quite honestly the last person that thought I should uh, apply for it was me and as I said when people started tagging me in this and they're obviously tagging me in it because they want me to see it it was incredibly flattering, but it started off with the trickle of people that I did know for, um, for greater or lesser degrees. Then there was this second wave of people that I didn't know. And that's the point I thought, OK, there might be something in this. And when as this conversation I referred to earlier with Kelly occurred, Kelly was great in that she didn't offer any opinion. Um, there was no bias. In it. She just let me ramble on for the better part of about 45 minutes. and. <laughs> I've gone through this quite secular conversation of talking myself into it, to talking myself out of it, to talking myself back into it. With Kelly, I think, nope. just in there, I don't know, doing her nails. That's, um... Yeah, because
2: that's, that's generally what I'm doing at the other end of the phone, honestly. Are you doing
0: them now? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: that's the kind of girl I am. Um, I, I would I would say it's a really complex role. It's a really interesting role. And, and you know, there's a there's a great kind of philosophy in recruitment is does, does the person find the job or does the job find the person eventually and you know you kind of almost find yourself in the right time the right place in the right role um, and and I, I i'm hopeful that that's exactly what happened you know it wasn't in the plan it wasn't in uh robert's plan and it certainly wasn't in my plan but somehow serendipity kind of kicked in and and, and i think we are in a really strong place for uh but for the
0: future at the, at the Institute. Yeah, there's actually some psychology around that. If you basically get somebody, if you're in that situation where Robert talked himself in, talked himself out, talked himself in, I think there's some there's some kind of psychology around the fact that if you, I we actually talk about this with candidates, if you're kind of de- deliberating on whether something is right or wrong for you, go away and have a conversation with yourself, literally out loud and record it, and if you get past twenty minutes of talking about why you should be doing this, then psychologically something's flipped in your mind, and actually, then that that means that you're you're far more likely to to move forward with it. So actually, what you just did there was was genius.
1: Well, what um, sort of did it for me in the end was when I started thinking about this as a realistic proposition versus an idea. I started, I have this habit of making notes because I have a terrible memory and I forget things. And I have this app on my phone. And when I have a, an idea, I write it down. So I started thinking about what it would actually be like to be the CEO of the IOH in 2021, coming out of the pandemic. And I started making notes. I made notes for a couple of days, just as ideas popped into my head. And when it came to actually printing these notes off and reading through, it came to about four and a half pages. That was a sort of a, a revelation moment for me, if I can be lofty, where I thought, okay, I, I've got an idea of what I would do with this. Versus, I like the idea of doing it, but I don't know what I do.
0: Yeah, you've, you well, you've basically cemented it in your brain, haven't you? That I I can do this. Well, I mean, since your appointment, there there has been a, a, fair to say a little bit of an outpouring of support, um, pretty much anywhere. <laughs> you look across social media platforms uh, it seems that uh, that the whole world is behind you
1: I, I will say with no amount of modesty that that was a huge surprise honestly I mean, it, I don't know it felt like being a rock star or the new doctor who it was um
0: Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Well, yeah Tom Cruise
1: So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna
2: have to manage this after this call honestly this just <laughs> he's gonna be an absolute nightmare just can we just get him back to doing the day job please he's already thinking he's a celebrity now. I think yeah. uh, <laughs> it was it was it was a special kind of response, and I think we were all absolutely delighted that we would all kind of made the right choice. I mean, it, they just kept coming; the messages with support didn't they? It didn't turn off.
1: I mean, it, it's still coming now. Uh, I mean, it's diminished, but um, I remember just after the announcement went out, which was a Friday, I spent day uh the following sunday responding to everyone on every platform because i thought that was obviously the the right thing to do but it it was it was unexpected um it was obviously flattering but it it, it well as you can tell from my expert articulation it was completely unexpected um i did think how the industry would react to the news because you do and i yeah. thought some people would like the idea. Some people wouldn't like the idea because I might not fit with their idea of what the IOH is. And some people wouldn't have an opinion either way. And I think thus far, and, you know, someone correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't had any negative response to the news or anything that you class as middle of the road. It's been very, very positive And I'm incredibly grateful to everyone that took a moment to actually put something in writing and... Uh, welcome me aboard and um, that was a special moment
0: well i i mean i actually asked people to to write in who opposed your uh, your appointment thank you for that uh, and i've got a i've got a list of letters yeah but kelly asked me not to share her letter so it's um that's it fine no um we just um, got to get um, the job done now so this is it you
2: know everyone yeah. i think Yeah, well, it's the the
0: honeymoon period, right? It's the honeymoon period where everybody's like, yes, 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 let's do this. But actually then there's the realism of, okay, so let's crack on. Let's let's get this done.
1: um, That moment happened and when it did, and it's the actual realisation of the road ahead of you, that was a moment where you sort of stand there and it's just wow, basically. I mean, I said to Kelly, if I'd exited the hotel I was GM at to become GM of another hotel, I'd know probably about 80, 85% of the role before I walked through the door this was much more of an unknown and Mm. it's not an unknown for any other reason than the world is vastly different to what it was 18 months ago. And we have to find where we fit and how we can give benefit to our members in a very new world. And that in itself is exciting. But if I can turn the question actually around to you, Phil, so you're a member of the... No, 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 it's my podcast. I know, I know. know. (laughs) So the precedent has been set. And... You would have received the news much like other members. What was your reaction?
0: Yeah, I, I was chuffed a bit. Uh, one because I, I you know, be, behind the um, you know the, the professionalism that you that you have, I know the man as well, and I, I just think there's uh, there's a lot of humility in you, and I think that's that to me is a, a wonderful, wonderful quality to have in a role like this. You know, and you it, it seems certainly that you've maintained your humility. In the face of what is you know it's it's a really wonderful position uh, you know there's a lot of responsibility on your shoulders sorry to remind you of that
1: thank you yeah
0: but you know you you're you've had no arrogance with it there's no look at me look at me billy big bollocks or whatever it is uh, you know you're you know you're all about okay what can i do to make things better thank you you're welcome
1: Quite, a, quite a <laughs>
0: yeah you're a bit emotional is that right oh um, my Lord.
2: <laughs> honestly I, I feel like I'm like right come on come on then let's get the job done <laughs> you guys are just like yeah,
0: just just, blowing smoke up each other's backsides okay. yes. I'll
2: just sit on the sidelines and wait till you're done is that okay
0: <laughs> yeah well back back to you Kelly let's go let's go serious um how uh, have you replaced Robert do you now have a, a VC back in play
2: uh, yeah, we've got um, a fantastic vice chairman who's been on the board for for quite a little while now. In in Wendy Sutherland, she's um, I've been a constant support to me. Anyway, I think she's been one of those amazing people who's great counsel. And uh, yeah, we um, I think we work really well together. I, I'm sure you can ask her, but I think she's she she's a great foil to my kind of crazy, loud kind of enthusiasm. She's very measured and. She's very controlled and very knowledgeable, so I really value a council. But um, I, I think wider than that, I you know I'm very 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 proud of the, uh, the the board that we have at the IOH now. You know we've got some fantastic support. I have personally some fantastic support on the team. That that kind of I I know they that once we agree they have my back and they I know that we we will get the challenge and the debate in there and they are passionate and committed you know they, it's not this I come to a meeting once every three months uh, they're constantly working on projects at the IOH they're really driving the performance of not just themselves but the team as well so I, I you know I find myself in a very lucky position of having a really highly motivated highly capable board around me helping Robert and his team really shape Future of of the IOH, it's, it's an exciting time for
1: us. Yeah, no doubt. I will say, with the uh, the Supervisory Board and Kelly and the team at the IOH, I genuinely never felt, as I come into a new role, more supportive than I have with this one. And everyone has been absolutely fantastic.
0: Well, I've just got to crack on now, haven't you? That's the <laughs> yeah. uh, that's that's the word. It but is. no, that's great. I mean, it, you know, it just it makes your job a lot easier, doesn't it? If you if you know you've got the the full backing and support of those above you.
1: No, it does, and as I say, the team at the IOH, the executive team, I've now met everyone, and they are fantastic, highly capable, highly dedicated, and actually just a joy to be around, which is more than you could ask for, frankly.
0: Yeah. What's uh, What's been your your favourite moment so far? I know you're quite young in the job yet, but um, but uh, any highlights already?
1: Um, I think. The biggest highlight for me was a gentleman, um, I won't name, but he wrote me a letter uh, which came in my first week and he held my post back in the 70s and he's now moved to Canada and he sent a letter in talking about the challenges he faced in the mid-70s in the role. Right. And when I read it, it wasn't too dissimilar to some of the challenges we're facing now, but it just, it made me feel that being part of the IOH in any role is being part of our industry's legacy and that was a fantastic feeling but that aside and I know that's quite lofty I've spent a lot of time out meeting people meeting operators and just watching our industry coming back to life after so long is fantastic
0: yeah absolutely I think also as well you're, you're now putting your uh, your paw print on membership <laughs> certificates aren't you how how does that feel
1: well that was that was something else that so The Friday before we recorded this I was actually in London and I'm racing towards a meeting and I had a a text from someone and it was a a screenshot from LinkedIn and it was the first membership certificate for a, a new member that had been signed by me and that really was a lump in the throat moment and this is someone who's at the beginning of their career journey and I and the IOH will forever be associated with that and that is momentous so I have to say um I was looking forward to seeing that, and the moment did not disappoint. And poor Kelly and everyone else—I forwarded that screenshot onto half the world on Friday night. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm, I'm,
2: I'm not even going to deny it. I am a little bit jealous, honestly. (laughs) I am a little bit jealous. So, so my plan is to eventually be president, so I get my signature on there at some point. (laughs) I need to have my signature on there. So, yeah, no, it's it's fab to see because it is that kind of. You know, it is a stamp. It is, you know, you see it, it's there. And yeah. uh, it, it is exciting for us as, as as an institute that that's, you know, the dawn of the, the next phase of, of, of where we are and where we're going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's also the mechanics behind it. So it, it's the signature that's going to go out there. So I ended up practicing it and picking the one that I thought looked best. And it was the pressure <laughs> that goes with it.
0: Uh, well, you know, the, because you're now Tom Cruise of the industry, you've got to work on your autograph, haven't you? Yeah,
1: I mean,
2: you, you could be my, my, obviously, professional name's Kelly Rickson, and I've had that name for a long, long, long time. But my uh, married name is 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 slightly more of a mouthful. So when I have to sign that signature, people even get bored halfway through it. So I'm Mrs. Chick. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, literally, it's got two CZs in it. You get to the second CZ, and people just think yeah, you're honestly joking. But no, so that, that's a funny signature that goes on forever.
0: Yeah, uh, street is quite straightforward, I have to say. <laughs> I just draw two lines and put a road mark up the middle. There we are. See, that would
2: be um, cool. Um, that would be. I like uh,
0: that. Yeah, I've just actually thought maybe that maybe that's what I should be doing. That's but, actually
1: um, really cool. That's a great that idea. Really is cool. yeah. that's, that's annoying.
0: I want, can I change my down there it's out there. Oh, dear. So, you guys have now been working together for the, the best part of 18 months. Effectively, mm-hmm. that I, quali- probably qualifies you for being a uh, husband and wife in the workplace. What, <laughs> uh, what irritates you about each other?
1: Oh, I'm going to let Kenny go first.
0: That was quite a bold question, wasn't it?
1: Oh, that, no, that, no
2: one's left on a list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay,
1: what irritates me? Um, this I,
0: is like one of those uh, job interview questions, isn't it, where you've got to somehow wangle it into a positive?
1: Can I just say, last night when I was making dinner, Kelly did phone me up to essentially tell me all the things I did that irritated her. Yeah, I actually <laughs> did.
2: I, I rang him at about, it was about 8 o'clock last night, So, that, and, and this is why, this is where it's going to be irritating. So I rang him at 8 o'clock last night. So I, I obviously I, I, my role is a voluntary role. So at eight o'clock last night, I'm on the phone to Robert going, have a guess how many emails I got today <laughs> from the IOH. Have a guess how many emails. And we had to play that game of how many emails that I was supposed to respond to last night. Robert works at the speed of light. And I think one of the, the negatives is a real positive because he's so collaborative. So he wants right. people involved and he wants, and because he's balancing all these million plates at, at the time, I think it my, my challenge is... I have a day job, and my day job is a consultant, and that is with multiple businesses too. So I have about twenty email addresses, and right. and it, he does this thing now where if I don't respond on one of them, he sends his email to like all the other email addresses that he's got for me. <laughs> so it's like she will definitely read it at some point. So uh, being
1: efficient, but okay.
2: No, but do you know what? I, it's I, I love our working relationship, which means that I can ring him up and go oh for god's sake man leave me alone I'm I'm with you all day tomorrow and we can do it in jest and it you know I I love to see his enthusiasm commitment and I you know I wanted to see the impact of this appointment and I am seeing it right at the front line so yeah uh, it's it's a frustration but it's a frustration I am prepared to live with
0: oh
1: wow don't tell Robert
2: though.
0: <laughs> you, did you hear that, Robert? That's uh, that's basically carte blanche to just blast
1: emails out. Of. Oh, I'm, I'm done in, I'm just going to save them up and dump them at midnight now. <laughs>
2: Come
1: on, do it. <laughs> going back to what I said earlier, I've genuinely never felt more supported in starting a role, and a lot of that is my team, but a lot of that is Kelly, and I genuinely and I know she feels. I feel, same,
0: I, I, so feel I, a, I feel a butt coming in. Yeah, here. it's but. coming.
1: I genuinely, genuinely enjoy working with um Kelly and clearly she enjoys working with me because (laughs) why wouldn't she? But um I think we've got a good shorthand now and there's been days, um, certainly in my last life in my last role, where Kelly would ring me up and I can honestly say I'm having a insert expletive of a day here, which is a conversation we did have once, and we talked things through and she's very good at giving me different perspectives that I maybe being blinkered wouldn't have but in terms yep. of um I mean we speak since certainly um we became chair and vice chair respectively we've spoken a lot we worked to build a relationship and we speak probably five six times a week and we have done now for for a while but in terms of irritation she does make me walk a lot which <laughs> is, is in terms of time management quite inefficient um,
2: I'm, I'm a walker. I like that's good. Walking a it's good. It's good for head. your
1: brain,
0: Robert. Yeah. It's good for your brain.
1: No, it is. And I, I, yeah, you know, I'm not saying it because you There isn't really anything I could really highlight that's irritating. Well, not something I could have recorded, certainly. <laughs> there's still
2: time. There's plenty <laughs> there of time. There is Don't worry. I think, from my perspective, Philly, you know, you know, we. This is a big appointment for us. It's a massive yeah. appointment, and there's no benefit in this role this individual failing there's no benefit to anybody so we as a supervisory board when we say we're committed to it we are committed so you know I, I i take time out you know every week to dedicate time to making sure that robert has our authority our support our advice if required because you know that's our responsibility and you know it as time moves on as he gets more, you know, involved in the IOH day-to-day and understands the whole big picture. And, you know, we've got confidence he's going to get there very, very quickly. But if he needs us, it's our responsibility. That's what that's what we're here for. And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I just don't want to be somebody that goes, oh, you, you go in and you shake hands and kiss babies because you're the chairman. Oh. That's not my kind of style. If I'm in, I'm in. And, and that means supporting our, our new
0: chief exec to make sure he's a success yeah good choice of uh, language there with the i'm in thing oh it's
2: coming through you're surprising isn't it
1: i'm in it is It's yeah. come through a lot quicker than i thought so which is great
0: yeah subliminally you've sent all those messages that, you're sending emails to people in the dead and night aren't you that's what it is <laughs> I'm in. yeah no, that's that's great. I, I suppose I, I think the one thing that I remember we're seeing as well is that, like most members, I would have received a, a, a letter or correspondence from from you, Robert, sort of mapping out, you know, how you're how excited you are to be in the role that obviously the early stages is about, you know, finding your feet with it. And, uh, you know, it's not about being a bull in a, ju- a china shop, as it were. But, you know, the future, what's what's in store? What can what can people look forward to? under your stewardship?
1: Well, without being incredibly specific, although I do have plans going forward, as I said earlier, when I started putting thoughts to paper, it was over four pages. But I think the IOH essentially doesn't belong to any one of us. And in 80 plus years, it never has. It belongs to each and every one of our members. And that's past, present and future. And I'm in an industry where you can start as a Saturday boy in a hotel restaurant and then become CEO with Professional body, and I want every member and every person in our industry, irrespective of their age or what sector they work in or what stage of their career journey they're on, to have those same opportunities. And they'll get that through development and from being frankly in with us. Yeah, let me uh, let me give a politician's answer then and come back again to you, Phil. As someone in the industry, and to be fair, you're quite the icon, what would you like the future to be like? There we go. Here we go. There we go. Well, I've gone in with the flattery, and then I've gone in with the question. And if it's a good answer, I'm certainly going to steal it. So,
0: yeah. Sorry, what was the question? I I, I spoke <laughs> over you. So,
1: well, you've asked me what the future holds. What would you like the future to hold?
0: That's a bit broad, isn't it? <laughs> I um, <laughs> Will you asked me. Yeah. Well, I I think you, there's some very clear messages already. I think uh, you know the I'm in thing for me is brilliant, and you know because. That is about leaving no one behind. Right. That's about giving everybody the, the same opportunities, whether you work in hotels, restaurants, venues, whatever, you know, that we're all in this together. We are stronger together. And, you know, that that's kind of been the underlying message that I've received from from you and i suppose it's then just about that kelly mentioned the fact that you're a collaborator i i know that you will reach out to people to collaborate on things that are important because that's just your nature and i think that that's wise because there is a, a lot of expertise out there and uh, and of course you can't you can't know everything about everything can you so uh, you kind of need to be collaborative to be successful uh, so that's that's what i would say
1: good
0: that was just me trying to sound intelligent but oh, um, you did it well no that was
1: great That was brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) First time for everything. (laughs) I think "I'm in" is a great message and it's a great strapline, but it's something that needs to be followed up by action. And for the future, I certainly hope that's what we do, and we're going to give everything in our power to do that and to make our industry, make our institute as inclusive as possible for everyone.
0: As in what? Sorry.
1: As inclusive and accessible for everyone. Very good. That's better. Yeah,
2: I (laughs) thought that. I, I, I think you know. The message of I'm in kind of stretches, you know, I'm in hospitality, I'm in the Institute, I am involved, I am, you know, inspirational. I. This is what we want the kind of sentiments yeah. to be around it, it. We want to kind of give that, as you said, Phil, the idea that we're all in this together is really, really critical. I think that the, it, it speaks to the values of what the Institute is here for. And if we're looking at what the future looks like, Uh, you know the view from the board is that we want our members to be really clear on what the value is of membership value is really important to us because it's hard-earned cash that people are parting with and we want people to understand the value of their membership you know what's in it for me is a really important question that our Mm. members should be able to answer And, and lots Lots of time in the past, I've been challenged, certainly when I took on the position of of chair, is is people have gone, well, I I get no value. I'm not quite sure of the value. So that's kind of target number one, to people to feel the value of being in the Institute. Mm -hmm. I, I think you know we have to be innovators. We cannot just report on what's happening in our industry. That's not our role. So when it comes to education, professional development, you know cpd we have to be at the forefront of innovation what's happening and i think that's a real opportunity for us at the moment so not doing what others do but let's take the lead in in kind of driving that view in our sector professionalizing our sector so value really important that innovation piece is really important to us and you know being relevant in today's kind of landscape from a hospitality perspective you know, it adds to value, but also, you know, there has to be a purpose. And this is why we are constantly and, and con- consistently driving for this chartered status. The relevance of having a chartered institute in our industry is, is so important. We, yeah. you know, it professionalises our industry, it recognises that we are a collective of professional operators. You know, this old kind of perception that hospitality people are just people that, did, that failed in their first choice career is damning and damaging and I, you know i for one believe that we are if we are part of a chartered institute within hospitality it adds gravitas it adds value but it also you know it, it's a stamp of professionalism that we deserve as a as an industry
0: yeah here here and well there's the another opportunity to put up a- trumpet fanfare on <laughs> something that you say but I completely agree I, I absolutely I think the the juncture that we're at at the moment you know we have from a, an institute's perspective you know a change architect at the uh, in the chair position and somebody who's got boundless energy and passion for the industry at hand that to me sounds like an absolute dream combo for for the future.
2: That's good to hear. I think we're very conscious of not leaving anyone behind, Phil. And I think I'm very conscious because you're right, I spend my life dealing with change and helping organizations deal with change. But one of the key issues that that entails is people feeling excluded or left behind. Mm. And, yeah. you know, in, in an industry that is as diverse as any other sector, and, and you know, we need to be actively inclusive and actively embracing our diversity it's what makes us fabulous it what makes it's what makes us you know special and, and interesting and fun and, and fantastic and so we're very conscious that you're never gonna I'm not a great believer in, in just being vanilla you know I, I'm a great believer in having a tone of voice and a direction of travel and a message that is consistent and coherent. And it won't be for everyone, but I would rather have that than, than kind of you know middle of the road vanilla that it actually doesn't appeal to anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just about getting that balance right, and it, you know it's about listening to our membership, it's about looking at the landscape, and it's about surrounding ourselves with subject matter experts so we are advising and shaping what that looks like with real knowledge
0: not what we think or feel mm. yeah great stuff well look i for one as a member i'm very very excited to see what you guys can do i uh, i'm i'm definitely in for sure uh, i think i actually said that when we had a chat kelly uh, yeah. way back when <laughs> and yeah i mean if anybody wants to to reach out to you guys to learn how they can get in uh what what would be the best method for them to do that
2: if you just email Robert, he'll just forward them all on to me anyway. So that sounds <laughs> yeah. like a plan. So, That's
1: uh, a good plan. <laughs> So you can reach me at uh, robert.richardson at hospitality.org or you can find me on Twitter at at RBWR. So nice and simple. And anything that is voluminous will be certainly sent on to Kelly.
2: <laughs> yeah, and late at night just with an immediate response required. <laughs>
0: Well, and frankly, Robert's never off Twitter, so you can yeah. definitely get. Him I don't
2: there. do social media. I'm the worst person at social media, so he leaves my social media in the shade. If anyone wants to get me, I think I still have a landline, so uh, that, that, that kind of will help.
0: Are you on dial-up internet?
2: I am. I'm telling you, people usually feel a tremor in the earth when I'm approaching, so you'll know when I'm I'm around. Don't worry. Well, to
1: be fair, and this is I entirely blame Phil for this, but I've just joined Instagram. Great now so that's another
0: channel to manage yeah it took you long enough
1: if i say the picture the picture
2: of me sitting at my desk every day for the last 12 months there's not i could take a picture of my mug or my desk or my computer or the view from my window i think after doing that there's really i can't wait to take pictures of, of you know fantastic things happening in our settings. Yeah, yeah but mm. i don't think my instagram would have been very interesting in the last 12 months
1: mine's uh mine's currently food photos so uh if you like that if you want a a go-to recipe book then uh, my instagram's the one for you
0: (laughs) (laughs) very good is there anything that either of you would like to add before we wrap
2: no i think i just want to say thanks for your support phil you know i think Mm. moving forward you know we're really hopeful that we can do more things with yourself i think you know you uh, have been and, and and have become this kind of sense and fun part of our industry and what you do is really important. Me. I think but I do honestly I think it's you know I I love looking at your what's the next podcast out and like oh I know them I know them oh, it's great and, and yeah. it's great to listen and, and hear how people are doing. So people I thought I knew I listened to Peter Avis's podcast and I've known Peter for years and years and years and yeah. you, you just learn new things and it's so fantastic to hear. I mean he's one of my favorite people anyway but just to hear him tell his story. I just think what you do is really important and really, especially in the last twelve months, has been really special. So thanks for your support and uh thanks for what you do for our industry.
1: Man, I'm tearing up
0: here. That's um (laughs) very, (laughs) very kind, very kind. I couldn't Um, have said it
1: better myself. I think the last twelve to sixteen months have been absolutely dreadful and you've kept it light, you've kept people balanced when times are dark. And as Kelly says I was listening to some of the podcasts recently brenda collin uh, as example and i've known brenda a while now and i'm learning things that i didn't know before so i think you're providing something that we need and it's certainly something that uh, i hope will go on for a long time yet
0: uh no no chance of it stopping soon i, I find that the the stories are far too important to not tell and and also you know i, I will continue to keep it light because that's just me i uh, i i I can occasionally sound intelligent, but uh, I'm definitely better with the fun. <laughs> and
1: I, I think, think you're doing a great job. Yeah. And it's a good question going forward. We focused on uh, the challenges and the hardship and quite rightly so, especially as an institute. But there needs to be an element of fun and there needs to be an element of turning around and saying we are in the greatest industry on planet Earth. Let's have some fun with it. Yeah. Oh, bring back fun. That's
2: the last message. It's bring,
1: <laughs> bring the
0: back fun, fun back. <laughs> yeah so that's the next hashtag hashtag bring fun yeah <laughs> great stuff guys Look, thank you very much for coming on and uh, and sharing the story of how this all happened and I wish you all the very best for the future I can't wait to see what you've got in line for us and um, I will be front of the queue for anything that you need um, thank thanks you Phil thank you're you. very welcome take care guys take care. bye bye bye
1: bye
0: Bye-bye. And there we have it. A massive thank you to Robert and Kelly for revisiting the show and talking us through the story of Robert's appointment. We wish them all the very best in the next chapter of the Institute of Hospitality. Don't forget, we'll be back at 8pm next Wednesday with more stories from Hospitality. But until then, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.